Hello, everybody. Sorry if I sound weird off the top. Uh, I'm in my dungeon room. Anyways, um, <laughs> we're here to talk about the second episode of Moon Knight titled Summon the Suit. This is Tesseract TV, by the way, and I'm one of your hosts, Curtis. Yeah, I'm Heather. This episode was written by Michael uh, Castelline and directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. Now, are those directors familiar? They sound familiar. I should have looked this up. Um, I hear that they have done horror before. Okay. Uh, I don't know them personally, and I have not looked them up. Uh, I just heard referenced uh, when talking about CGI that they have experience with making something look expensive without For a little budget, bit of some money without the budget because of their their horror experience. But uh, okay. I actually looked that up myself. I could be just sprout uh spouting bullshit as no that sounds that sounds about right that sounds like something you know a corporation would do yep yep so um oh they did an episode of loki oh okay so we've said their names before apparently (laughs) (laughs) oh okay okay yeah i'm looking through they did an episode of archive 81 which is a fun show on um on Netflix? netflix yeah that one's not coming back of course. I mean, nothing on Netflix ever does, really. <laughs> but you have to you have to balance that with Netflix gives you all of it at once, which is I think they're the only one left that still does that. Right. And then like if you don't watch it cancel. in time. Yeah. You don't watch it in time, they're not, you know, messing around with it. They yeah. dump a lot of money in their stuff and they're losing money, so <laughs> Yeah, well. That's um their problem. <laughs> We're here to talk about the mouse. Uh, am I allowed to uh, have a, a quick bitching sesh about how um, AMC, AMC theaters needs to get their life together? Please. Because uh, tickets for Doctor Strange went on sale on Wednesday oh, of yeah, this yeah. week. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that was a whole hassle trying to get those. Really? Yeah. That's a sad, sad state of affairs. Or was it like everything crashing or was it like everything yeah, selling out? It, or? It's, it's like their website doesn't like it's like they don't anticipate people coming to their website. And so like when you go to try to get the actual seats and buy the stuff, it's just like not nah, error. Hmm. That's weird. Did you know uh, Sonic the Hedgehog is out uh, now? I just That is out. Uh, yeah, I might have to go see that. I want to go see the multiverse movie, the uh, everything everywhere all at once that's what i want to see this weekend oh yeah that does seem good yeah might do that after this anyways back to moon knight um can i recommend i can recommend regal to you i literally uh as we had this conversation just bought a ticket to their first showing i don't like you anyways um (laughs) like like literally just selected my selected my seat for the 4 p.m thursday showing (laughs) there's your regal ad right here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was it was that easy. Regal one AMC <laughs> zero. We'll talk after this. Uh, <laughs> I don't so, I don't think I get credit if you like join their subscription service, so I don't care. Okay, <laughs> I think there was something about their service I didn't like, and that's why I didn't go with them. And also, they're further away from me. That that is fair. That is fair. Um, back to back to Moon Knight. <laughs> we keep trying to start this, anyways. Uh, <laughs> So uh, this man, what he st- we start the episode, and this man is having, you know, dreams of hearing him fighting that jackal. Yeah, he wakes, he's, he's having he like his up. night terrors. I guess this is how his his life normally goes. Like he wakes up startled, thinking it's nightmares, but this time, he actually he wakes up, but has memory of 
you know, the incident from the night before. Mm-hmm. He wakes up into a face plant. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you tie yourself to the bed. Damn. Or to a hole. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's one of the hazards. But look, the equipment did what it was designed to do. It did stop him. <laughs> he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> um, I I do like he does he does then try to like talk to Mark and make Mark come out like in the mirror talking to himself. Um, but he can't. Which then I think right then is the vibe Stephen giving off still. Is it possible he thinks he's just crazy and just dreamed or imagined all of that at that point? Mm, no, I'm pretty sure he thinks his stuff is real because, like, he's when he shows up to work and he asks that security guy about well, the camera. He, yeah, when he shows up to work and looks at the security footage, I think he immediately is like, that. that's when he switches over. But I thought for a second, like, he was really trying to convince himself it was still just a nightmare and that he doesn't really have voices in his head. Yeah, maybe that was the last second of delusion he had left. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> who is that that security guard like he either looks like an actor that's like famous or i know him from something like who does he does he look like simon Pegg? um uh, maybe all british people look like simon Pegg. that's fair <laughs> i've been calling him british dax shepherd that's what i've been calling him oh yeah okay he looks like he looks generically like so many different people <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but yeah dax shepherd yeah you've nailed it Thank you. And and the, and I, what I got from him is that they call people a donut as an insult over there, which <laughs> I find funny. I, I like it. They call people a donut. Usually they'll call somebody a Muppet. A Muppet? Yeah. <laughs> I got to go around and start calling people Muppets. Yeah, you fucking Muppet. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Um, I didn't like it directed toward me. <laughs> it sounds better with the accent. I can't do the accent, but it sounds much nicer with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we did get um, an answer to our, our my question last week. Like, who saw what? Like, what the hell are people actually seeing and what is he seeing? Um, the jackal is not uh, Visible to normal people. But it's not, like, all in his head. It's just invisible, but it can mm -hmm. still touch them. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. But Larry it's, uh... Maintenance, it hates... Hates them. Yeah. It's prime. Uh, it's a prime creature for uh, for making people think you're crazy. Turns out. <laughs> so. <laughs> and now he owes uh, he owes money for this bathroom. Oh. Bless. It. Like I just feel so bad for him as he's getting fired. Like they very British. They make him a cup of tea. Uh, they make him tea. They offer him mental health, and I was so stunned. I was like, hold up, do they fire you but still offer you help? Like how does that happen? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know that they'll still offer you like you help, but I think in in Britain it is a rule they'll have to give you tea. Oh. In any difficult situation, tea must be served. Tea first. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they were so pissed off when we threw it in the harbor. <laughs> That's why that was the ultimate fuck you. <laughs> that was the biggest insult. <laughs> oh. And so, yeah, off the bat, Steven's having a day. And he goes to talk to his old pal statue guy, who was tired of his ass. Oh, well, the statue guy does not like being touched without permission, much like well, all of us. Keep your fucking hands off. Nobody wants your friendly little hug, buddy. He's trying to work. And Stop hugging for, in the workplace. Worse for him, he can't push him off because he's supposed to be a statue. <laughs> but he did. He did react. Like you see him. You see him make a face. You see him finally move. No. <laughs> I've heard from a few people 
uh, who texted me while they've been watching this episode. And I didn't realize it was a guy, an actual guy, the first episode. And I find that hilarious. (laughs) I'm like, I I immediately knew he was like a quote unquote, one of those living statues. I'm like, do I just watch too many things that have living statues like that take place in, in like London or New York or that have weird things like that? Maybe. I don't know. It was, it seemed obvious to me, but like some people were really thrown when that guy started moving this episode. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. I hope we get more of him like there's a check-in with him every episode until finally like by the end he's just his friend do you think he's somebody like somebody keeping tabs on him i don't think he's somebody um although now that i've said that he probably will be yeah Um, i just want him to be like the the fun sidekick that you know just is the, the the random guy that chats to steven and makes him feel better every once in a while see i wanted to go the opposite direction where he he gets so fed up that he finally has to speak Oh, you want him to break Stephen more? No, I want Stephen to break him in the way, <laughs> mentally, Steven. where he's just like, please leave me alone. Stephen would not. Oh. <laughs> but I think that would break Stephen. Uh, well, he's already pretty broken. It's fine. What's one more thing? He'll be all right. <laughs> Will he, though? Will he? <laughs> we, got, we got what? Four more episodes to find out. Yeah. Uh, so, but he does, in talking basically to himself, get the idea to, oh, hey, I got these keys that I found in this hidden compartment in my place. I should go find out where, uh, which storage department they go to. Yeah, I had no idea it was for uh, a storage unit. I, I'm pretty sure I thought it was for a car. It looked like a car key to me when mm-hmm. he pulled it out. But yeah, for a storage unit. It had the big logo on it. And so pl- apparently he went to like five places Yeah. with the logo on it. And then the last one, the security guy was like, oh, I know you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the thing that immediately uh, I got in this storage unit is that uh, the movie TV trope of walking down a hall and the lights click on as you walk down above you. Yes. So annoying because it just happened in um, Morbius. And oh, you went and watched that. Bless I your did. heart. I did. I did. There was one person in my theater super into it, clapping, <laughs> laughing, happy, cheering at the end. I'm like, all right. Like, it wasn't as shit as all the critics said but it sure as hell wasn't good (laughs) to be doing all that like yeah like he was just vibing every time something happened i'm like well at least you're happy like you know what yeah Yeah, we're envious i'm not i'm not gonna take away your joy but ooh, really honey okay give me what you're on Um... (laughs) like if there were more movies out i would not be here right now (laughs) (laughs) but it's things are still a little sparse so Um, so is that an actual thing? Like they just keep the storage places that damn dark? Cause I'm like, this is how you get horror movie stuff. I have never, never in real life been in a place where the lights turn on, like click, 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 like one down a hallway. I know. Now if I've been in a place with like motion activated lights, it's, there's a thing by the light switch by the door that's motion activated. And as soon as you walk through the door, the whole it's thing a whole section. On. Yeah. Okay. And the whole room will turn on, and that's the biggest motion act. I've never once in real life seen this hallway trope of clunk, clunk, clunk. And what lights make that kind of sound as you walk down the hallway? <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe Mark picked this place specifically because it's creepy for the atmosphere. He's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, it'll keep people out because they'll get creeped out. They won't ever visit it. Why did Mark? Um, fill his storage unit with like just glass walls on the inside so we could have talks but 
he's he's acted like they've never interacted before. No, they haven't. So in anticipation of an interaction that they've never once had before, he filled his storage <laughs> unit with reflective surfaces. It doesn't make sense. It's fun. Okay, cool. <laughs> but he also has a cot and some clothes, you know, a, a rack of clothes. And oh, money, a bag of money and a passport and a yep. gun. Well, of course. You got to have the thing on you. <laughs> and uh, I like the little, you know, character, you know, consistency with um, Stephen, like picking up that gun and be like, Ugh. yeah, Stephen really is. <laughs> uh, you're finding out throughout this episode and there are a couple other points coming up, but Stephen Everything about his personality seems to be the exact opposite of mm -hmm. Mark. He don't like that violent stuff. No, he's a vegan. Except for that one time where, with the date that I assume Mark set up for him, but Mark is married. So right. So was that Mark makes... setting up the date for Stephen or was Mark setting up the date for himself? Also, <laughs> so Mark, like, was divorcing Layla, but didn't sign the paper. So why was he setting up Stephen? Was I don't know. Yeah, that part's confusing, right? I now find the date in the like looking back on it now, I find the date to be a wasted storyline in the first episode. Hmm. I think they wanted to cut it actually, and the and the director made wanted them to keep it. Okay. I mean, like, I loved the emotional acting or whatever of him at the restaurant, like, ordering the steak and talking with the waiter. Like, that was sad. Like, he did some really great work there. But, you know, now that we've discovered Layla is his wife slash future ex-wife slash whatever, uh, I it don't It just know. makes things more confusing? Yeah, it just, you're just like, why? What was that for then? I don't know. I think it was just for the character moment, more moments of Steven being confused. So whatever. And we can also, you know, Mark probably play on the side a little bit. Why not? Ooh. It's not like he's some grandstanding, upstanding uh, person, I don't think. Ouch. What? I mean, there's a difference between murdering people, like executing archaeologists and cheating on your wife. Like, come on. Is there, though? Because, like, I mean, there's a difference, but it doesn't take, you know, if you're going to do one, it doesn't mean, you, you know, if you're going to murder, you probably might cheat. I don't know. I've never looked at the correlation. I'll have to look into those numbers. Get the yeah, if you were a murderer slash cheater, please let us know for our poll. We won't snitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're not asking cheaters if you've ever murdered somebody. We're asking murderers if you've ever cheated. Yeah, yeah if you've already murdered first. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. So also what he grabs this scarab in the in the thing and it's doing a thing it didn't do before. Yeah, it's like well I think it might have before. In the first episode there's one time like where he wakes up um bloody with all the people around him and he's holding the scarab in his hand now. Um the wings are out. Oh. And he's like holding it up like his hand is up almost as if it were flying and he reached up and caught it. But you don't know that. It's just I just noticed that the wings were out when he woke he quote woke up um, and Stephen took back over from Mark after one point in that fight scene. Um, so, yeah, it, it's hovering. What I thought was interesting. He's like, but it's it's like a compass, but it's not pointing north. I'm like, wow, you've got a great sense of direction. You're inside a storage unit. You've been walking down hallways. Doors are closed. You, are, you still know which direction north is. Also, like, for someone who's been so clueless this whole time, you, you really jump to that conclusion real quick. <laughs> like, oh, it's like a compass. That is not what I would think. I'd be like, oh, it's a floaty thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have been like, ooh, magnets. They're repelling. Like, 
Oh, Stephen, bless his heart. He's both dumb and smart. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Get Conshu uh, showing up, uh, basically just being an asshole because he doesn't have to scare the shit out of Mark by like flashing around and turning off lights and flickering everything and like appearing around the corner. Like he can just talk to him. I think, well, he doesn't like this personality. So we know, we know that he's not fond of the Steven uh, altar. So, so uh, he probably gets a little kick out of scaring him. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, he's kind of a jerk. It's it's the vibe I get from him uh, throughout the episode. He's, He's kind of just like a prickly asshole. And my my notes, I've I've been called uh, saying he gives off a um, gaslighting dad in, energy. Oh, okay, I like that. Yeah, like yeah, he'd be like love bombing, but being like, but also remember, I'll fuck you up. Right, like it's your <laughs> fault if I hurt her. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's your fault, but no, I'll take care of you. Yeah, I saved you. <laughs> I brought you into this world. I can take you out. <laughs> um, I loved the uh, it the freeze frame like scream at the end of his little chase you love that well i loved it as a concept but i hated it in this episode because it was the only time they did it it was it threw me off so much i really hate it (laughs) it really it felt like yeah watching it in this episode it felt like like your your screen skipped or something but stylistically i was like it froze like a comic book like pain or or, you know it was like an image there like a, a page but you didn't do it before or after. After or any other time. It so wasn't like some cool, like, choice. consistent stylistic yeah. choice. It was just like a weird thing that threw me off. And I was like, oh, why is this turning into an 80s uh, cheesy credits thing now? I don't <laughs> understand. So I think I would have liked it if it had been, you know, used a little, like, once or once or sure. twice more, like, in the fight scenes. Uh, as a style that they went with, uh, but they didn't, and it was just that one. So it's so weird. So there was no play. Like, why did you do it then? It makes me so mad every time I see it. Actually, <laughs> I don't like because I'm like, oh, you ruined the whole vibe of the thing. Like it was a big old horror moment, and then they undercut, and I'm like, there's no reason for that. Like we could have just had this be scary. Yep, yep. They did. It did change the vibe, and then for no reason. So. I don't mind you doing weird things if it's for a reason. Yeah. But that was for no reason, so what the fuck? But now he runs into Layla, who I told you was going to show her ass up. Well, look, she she did uh, explain. I I guess she knew about his mercenary ways, and she knows about Khonshu and all of that shit, so she was tracking him. But it does explain like why she hung up, because she thought mm-hmm. it was a coded message. Uh, she knows so, everything except for the fact that he got uh, this disorder. Right. Like, so she knows about Khonshu and the suit, but she doesn't know about Steven. Um, so she still she, thinks he's like fucking around. So when did Steven come about? Right. When did he get when did he develop this personality disorder? Was it before or after because arthur makes that point when he's when we if you jump ahead like when you're yeah when he's with arthur um he says you know did he choose you because your mind was easy to break or because it was already broken mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that's like what i want to know has he but then mark when he's talking to steven at the end of the episode um you know it's been a long time like how long have you lived like this oh for a long time now is that 
him saying a long time because it feels like forever when you're the suppressed personality? Or is it because it's actually been a long time as in most of his life? How long has he had this disorder? I have so many questions. Well, that's that. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm thinking that he this stuff didn't start showing itself until after he met Layla, because that's what the clues are telling us. Yeah. Because like the fact that he uh, Stephen likes all the same things that she does. And he put that into this personality leads me to believe that he did this later. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe this is like he, he did this like as a result uh, to to try to keep her safe. Maybe this like maybe he had this thing and then it got really bad when he realized he needed to keep her safe. So he made a whole altar or something because it seems like Stephen's relatively new to me. Yeah. Yeah, you get um, this, you know, Stephen, he's living in his, what he says is his mom's flat, uh, whereas Mark doesn't speak to his mother, apparently. Uh, Stephen loves the French poetry, who is Layla's favorite poet. Um, Mark and is the... divorcing Layla. Stephen mm-hmm. says, I would never divorce you. So it's basically he's the opposite, uh, does the opposite, makes the opposite choice out of everything that Mark does in his life. And, and make sure to like Layla's interests, like the, the, the Egyptian stuff and yep. the French stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but she does also, she does say, you know, Stephen, is this your latest fake identity? Mm-hmm. Um, is that an indication, like, does he have fake identities from his work as a mercenary? That's what or, I took that as. Or was it like, did he have other personalities that he was hiding from her, his mental health issues? And they were actually other personalities. Well, I guess that's a possibility, but it seems like this whole act thing is new to her. So, or what she perceives as an act. Okay. Oh, um, let me turn my phone. <laughs> somebody's blowing up your phone. Oh yeah. Um, she does say that they were looking for the scarab together before. Um, I guess, you know, she is the one with the interest in Egyptology. Uh, but talking about all of their adventures, I want to know, like, what's the, why were they going for that? And was that where he ended up almost dying and having to be rescued by the first time? Right. Yeah. Did he, did he know her before all, all, all of the power stuff? I wonder. Um, and she calls it, she calls the scarab, uh, she calls it the scarab to Amit, Ushapti. Yeah. Which I looked up Ushapti. Oh Yeah. And it's a small figure that they deposit in uh, Egyptian tombs with the mummy. And it, it generally has inscriptions uh, from the Book of the Dead. Okay, so she's looking for, she knows more specifically, because didn't I think Arthur said uh, to the it's gonna, tomb. Yep. Mm-hmm. But she knows that it leads specifically to a thing inside the tomb. That's yep. an interesting distinction. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she knows all that stuff. And uh, kudos to them for putting that word in there. And thank, uh, shout out to uh, subtitles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, giving us our ability to spell every weird thing in the Marvel. That's story. right. So I can Google that mess. <laughs> um, yeah. So like, now the question is, okay, because we know from the ending of this, the plan got changed. Were they just trying to keep the scarab away this whole time? That's what I'm thinking, right? Like, or were they trying to like, it doesn't seem like they were going to try to destroy this tomb. Yeah, I. He, it seemed like Mark and Khonshu are trying to keep the scarab away from Arthur, uh, interrupting the exchange, like the exchange did, went poorly uh, in the first episode. Um, 
so like I guess trying to keep them from getting to Amit's tomb because if I'm reading this correctly, Amit does not currently have an avatar. Mm. Or she doesn't have strength to get out or something. It's like she's yeah. trapped she or something. Be, she can't be released. So that's what Arthur wants to go do mm -hmm. uh, and needs that to locate uh, her tomb. So trying to keep, I don't know if you can destroy it. It doesn't seem like they can because he probably would have by now. Right. I, I mean, I don't know that we've seen any indication of him trying, but yeah, it seems like just keeping it safe is the end goal. Um, so then we get the whole thing with the fake cops or whatever, 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 with the lady who's nasty. <laughs> and she keeps giving that nasty looks the whole time. I'm like, damn. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, to her, he's, uh, you know, a horrible person who lets evil live in the world. Okay. But she's supposed to be like, you know, nice culty lady, like be nice culty lady, lure him in. Mm. You don't got to give all that attitude. Well, I mean, when she, she looked it up, I, I, I wonder, does, did Mark really execute all of those archaeologists? It seems like he did, but, like, there's some stuff we don't know there's about that situation. There's got to be a reason. Like, what mm -hmm. did they do? Like, they, were they really archaeologists? Right. But, or is he a mercenary who just kills people for money? So maybe he's, he's, yeah. he seemed insistent in that mirror that, okay, you don't have all the facts. Like, but he didn't deny that something like that happened either. <laughs> I mean, uh, how many, how many, you know, murderers are like, you know, how many villains are like, yeah, I, you're right. I am. I'm a bad person. Like, there's no reason for it. Like, there's always a reason. Like, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Marvel has built. Like, the Thanos is right crew. Like, they, they all agree as well. Like, oh, I don't have my mug. <laughs> um, so yeah, then we go visit uh, the the compound. The, mm -hmm. the fake police are, are actually cult members, and they take them to to Ethan Hawke. You gotta have a compound if you're a cult. It goes in the rules. Yeah, and I guess that makes uh, a lot more sense about why everybody was just hanging around in the town in the first episode. Like as he started judging people, and they just like seemed to just happenstance walk by, but they were all members of the cult. It's because the entire town is the cult. And are, were they recruiting new people? Is that what happens when you get judged? You get to join? I, yeah, no, I don't know. I feel like uh, it seemed like a lot of them joined but hadn't been judged yet. How often do they judge? Like, does it take it something out of him to judge people? How, does the cane have, like, a limited number of uses since it's been, you know, has Amit's power in it? Can it yeah, but only a little bit is what he said. Not too much, yeah. but just enough to summon some animals. Yeah. <laughs> and to do some judgings. I don't know. Um, the first thing I did notice there is the, uh, you hear the glass crunching uh, mm -hmm. when he when he walks up. So that's fun. Ugh. We get a lot of like info dumps here and we learned that uh, Arthur apparently used to roll with Conchu. Right. That was a twist I was not expecting and I loved. Um I, I honestly, I loved Arthur in this section. Yeah. Um, he, he seems fun and, and like, and reasonable. Uh, I guess not reasonable. When you get to the end, uh, you know, I'm, I am on Steven's side. Like, so y'all are just murdering children. And <laughs> like, not my vibe, not my thing. Never been into it. Sorry. Soup is um, good, by the way, but no, I can't, can't be a part of this. Um, but up until, up until like, other than that, uh, Steven, or Arthur is fun with his like 
Oh, what's he doing now? You know, just ignore him. He's throwing a temper tantrum. What is he doing? <laughs> oh, I am real justice? Okay. <laughs> like, and he's doing I was that, cracking up. He's doing that cult leader thing where they ne- don't raise their voice. You know, they talk real calm. Mm-hmm. And, and they saying, look. you know, yeah, no, of course, you're not broken. You just need help. Like, it's your per- like, right. being very nice and understanding and seemingly loving and willing to help. Uh, that scene where uh, I saw a tweet today with that scene from um, where he speaks the Mandarin. Mm. Oh, are you talking about Simu Lemus? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Saw that. <laughs> he should fire his Mandarin teacher. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Why, why did we do that then? Like just to, if it was such shitty Mandarin. Yeah. Why can't we pick another language that's easier? I guess most of us would have no idea that it was shitty Mandarin, so... Maybe that's what... They're like, oh, most white people ain't gonna know. Yeah, like, so... Hmm. I don't know. Um, Let's see, what else? So there's a lot of, you know, we get all the stuff with Country throwing his fits. And, you know, I am proud of Steven to the, back to that moment where you mentioned um, him noticing the, uh, the, the, the baby killing thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I am proud of him for sticking up for himself there because it does not seem like that would be a thing he would do. Right. Well, he's uh, he is everything that Mark isn't in that he has, you know, that strong moral center, which Arthur points out is something that um, Khonshu looks for in his avatars. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's strong moral compass. And I guess Mark's strong moral compass was then perverted for conscious uses but steven is still as you know being everything that mark wishes he could be as a good person but he's not uh steven will stand up to a cult leader um arthur also mentioned that none of the gods uh, allegedly respect conchu and now i want a whole episode of gods just like <laughs> gossiping i want a whole real housewives of gods episode Oh yeah, that's uh that's Percy Jackson right there. Oh, is that what happens in those? <laughs> well, I mean, um I actually haven't seen the movie, so I don't know what that what the films look like, but in the books, you know, there's just lots of uh there are moments on Mount Olympus where the the gods are like they're kind of gossipy assholes who oh. just like fuck with their children cuz, you know, they can. I want to see the Egyptian god version of that. Please, please, please. I, that, that kind of would be fun. Like, everybody's over here going, like, on it, you're, like, weird crocodile lady, like, stop killing innocent babies. Uh, and then he's over there, like, I am real justice. And they're like, oh, God, this guy again. Oh, here we go again. And Ra's like, I'm pulling the sun back and forth, day after day, in these motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. That could... I kind of do want to see that. Right? Like It'd be so good. As a stu- like a as a half hour British comedy. Just I would just fuck with everybody if I was making this show. Y'all are lucky because y'all would that's exactly what y'all would get. Y'all would get an animated episode that's all God's gossiping. You would be the Netflix show that got canceled after <laughs> trying to take too many risks. Um, yeah, so then Layla shows up bringing the exact thing we don't want them to get. Yeah, their hands I need on. her to uh, chill. For real. Like, uh, I mean, she loves him. She's trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Her Chick, husband you... disappeared a few months ago, sent her divorce papers. Okay, but you can chill in the cut somewhere. Just You don't have to show up on Nelson. I got it! Well, she thinks, she doesn't know, she's still, even though she's calling him Steven, it seems to be going along with his, like, game or, you know, play here. Um, 
she still doesn't 100% understand the different personalities, but she does understand and know about Moon Knight and the suit. So mm-hmm. she thinks she's actually able to save him by making sure that it's safe, the scarab is safe. She's what safe. she's doing is she's doing that thing, you know, where she's being overconfident. She's like, oh, I can go in here and talk my shit because my man got me. <laughs> he ain't got you. you no, know, <laughs> it turns out no, he ain't got you. No. Um, I mean, well, <laughs> at the end of it, kind of, yeah. He does his, lost uh, the thing, though, that she brought to them. That is true. But I don't know where he lost it or like... No, I we guess... don't get any indication where that happened. Yeah. Uh, somewhere at some point during the fight, uh, he does his superhero landing. Uh, I love that he summons his suit simply by saying, suit! <laughs> like, like he's Peter Parker calling, like, the, you know, the suit, or Iron Man calling his, Jarvis, bring me a suit! Like, suit! He's summoning the fucking Egyptian god of the moon. And he gets his own version of a suit. Yeah, I liked it. Psycho Colonel Sanders. And uh, I, I'm uh, I, I'm trying to remember. I need to go back and do some rereading, but I don't have any time. Because um, from what I remember, that suit when that in the comics is is not attached to a goofy personality. I think it's more attached to a really deadly one. But <laughs> oh. it's interesting how they're uh, repurposing it here, especially with all the like promotional materials they had, where it made him seem like he was going to be like a like a big big time dom daddy kind of thing. Oh, but mm. but like now he's just a goofball. <laughs> but he gets they cool batons it's like cool that the, uh each suit gets his own weapons yeah yeah like it, it's he didn't know what they were for he doesn't know how to use them um but he can he can punch really well mm-hmm. uh, with that with the suit on so i i enjoyed that i the invisible fight was fun um i liked the way they did it much better than the bad cgi uh just keep it invisible and it's uh solves the problem a little bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have a we're gonna have an effects problem with this one for sure the show yeah it yeah it's not gonna be the best um a lot of uh fun commentary here again uh with steven fighting float like a butterfly sting like a bee my name is steven with a bee goof ass um <laughs> uh, he prefers the term fancy drunk <laughs> And now all the spectators are, you know, looking at him and, you know, they have their little comments. I'm like, y'all are not freaked out by this guy with glowing eyes? Well, I imagine London is uh, much like New York City in that you're like, see weird shit all the time. But um, at the end, right before Mark takes control, and I assume kind of like why Steven lets him take control, is you start to see those spectators getting knocked down. So while mm-hmm. the jackal is invisible, it is still a physical form, which we see when with Layla hitting it with things and th- stuff like that. And also, too. yeah, we see that, and we see you know him throw that the, the jackal into the car, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and you see like you know all the bystanders are getting run over and hit by the jackal and things like that. So it is an actual uh, concern to the rest of them. Yeah, once it was like, hey, this isn't just about us now. It was. Yeah, he had to relinquish control, but he's like, hey, give, okay, give me my body back, though. He's like, he's like doing that kid's thing. Like, okay, I'll let you have it, but you got to give it right back. He didn't get it right back. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I mean, although I can't blame him for thinking he might, because the last time they were fighting, uh, involved in fights, that's what happened was the quick switching off. But he never let, well, he did let him have control. Uh, yeah, those, that other time. At the end in the bathroom. But yep. 
But I'm I'm thinking about like in the uh, cupcake truck, you know, he would take over for a few minutes, kick everybody's ass, and then Stephen would be back, you know. I, apparently, that took a lot of like willpower or something because yeah. he was saying like he was saying something about the control aspect, like it something takes everything something... in you just to just to observe what's going on when you're right. not the dominant personality, yeah. And like the wall between them is kind of tearing down for some reason, and Mark doesn't know why. Yeah, well, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see more of a, a background to, or, I mean, well, it would be interesting to find out more of their history about how long this has been going on. But honestly, like we've only got four more episodes, so I just want the fucking story of Egypt and going to the tomb and all that. Yeah, let's see what's happening. So I don't know. That it, that's that's the downside of only having a few episodes and making them, you know, thirty six minutes each. Yeah, you don't get the backstory episodes. You don't get like the fun bullshit. And but a, a lot of the fun bullshit is like it's good. But if it were, you know, ten to twelve episodes, that's I'm where saying, I wanted to be at. Yeah, it, you don't. I don't need you know the twenty four season network television shit. I don't need it to be an hour long every episode. You know, let it be however long the episode needs to be, whether it's 36 minutes or 56 minutes. But I feel like you could do a lot more than the six episodes they've been giving us. Especially something like this, where y'all not spending a whole bunch of money on CG. It don't seem like so. Anyway. (laughs) I don't know. Oscar Isaac probably took up all, all the budget. (laughs) <laughs> well, he, he fucking deserves it, though. Like, when Mark and Steven are fighting with each other, like, he's Oh, when so he's good. kicking the glass, like, ah! Right? Oh. Or, or when he's just, like, you know, Steven inside the glass freaking out, like, you know, is this what it's like to be trapped? And then Mark's, you know, like, calm down, just breathe, you'll be okay, like, because he's also freaking out, but, and then finally getting fed up with it. I don't know. I loved it. Yeah, it was a good scene. It was a cool scene. Very good scene. I mean, I have no idea how um, accurately we're portraying the multiple personality thing. I have, right. you know, zero knowledge or experience on that. Um, but they had that one reality show that made me feel weird about that lady who got all the personalities. I was like, I don't know if I can watch that. Mm, I don't know about that one. I haven't seen it. Um, and then so Conchu comes back after, you know, they kill the jackal mm-hmm. and he comes back to talk his shit. It was a great shot, though. I did, I like, the Jackal CGI is shit, but um, I liked the the visual, uh, you know, like, with the sky in the background and the Jackal, the framing of the shot, like, as it's impaled on the thing. I just wish there was more to that interaction, because it seemed like he's about to go be all badass, and all he did is, like, just throw him on a thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. oh well. Um, but yeah, I like Kanchu coming down and being like, hey, remember, basically, I birthed you, you know, I, I brought you back from death. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get that little nugget. Um, yeah. Like you was you was about to die. This is why you're in servitude to me. Um, and if hey, if you want to leave, that's fine. You know who I'm going after next. So he's going after Layla next if he tries to leave. And then it also raises the question: How did Harold get it out? Get out of this agreement? Right. Yeah. That's I do have that question. Like, how did he get out? Was it Amit getting him out? Like, was it a, a, another god? type uh, servitude to another god situation that was able to let him escape also does it sound like he was the avatar was there an avatar in between uh arthur and uh mark or is it uh was he is this a recent thing uh arthur being conchu before he went with Amit? also dude like 
you just bounce around like willy nilly from god to god like no loyalty <laughs> that's what spite will do <laughs> um i do oh arthur picks up the scarab he you know some guy finds the scarab in the street and i don't believe it was a it wasn't a, a judgy of thing cult. he doesn't do the judgy thing that's what i'm yeah why doesn't he do the judgy thing? Why does he just kill him? Look, look, I understand. He's a villain. He's a bad guy. He murders people. That's what he does. He murders children. That's why we hate him. But normally, villains with a code, their code is fucked up and they're doing the wrong thing, but they stick to their code. Why didn't he judge him before murdering him? So that he's makes either, him evil. That yeah, means he's, he's, if he judged himself, he would be evil. Yeah, he's, uh, he's full of it uh, is what I'm getting here. But uh i don't know it, or maybe they just did a sh shortcut they didn't want to do all the things that he did get judged i don't know all i was, I was confused was over that me, part all you had to do was give me two like literally a two second shot of the cane on his arm and then a glance at his tattoo that's all you have to do to show that he was being judged well let's hope that comes back so it makes sense like i hope that it's not a throwaway scene you know i hope that's telling us something it's telling us that not only is he uh, a cult leader, but he's a hypocritical cult leader. Mother I mean, they mostly are. That's usually how that works. That's consistent. I know. <laughs> I have no respect for, no respect for hypocritical. Oh my gosh. You don't respect the cults, huh? I said hypocritical cult leaders. Like well, that's, that's kind of all of them. Thanos stuck to his things. He lived, that's true. His, he lived his truth. I will give him that. Like, Live know. this torturous truth. <laughs> he sacrificed uh, his daughter, his beloved daughter, for his cause. He still never gave a shit about Nebula, but that's a whole, uh, well, that's a whole neither here nor there. Anyway, so now we're in Egypt now. So that's where we're going to be next episode. Yeah, and uh, Mark and Steven are still fighting because you see Steven in the mirror, uh, obviously uh, upset. The mirror is broken uh, again. And Mark has a bloody hand and he's getting drunk off his ass. I didn't notice the blood. Yeah, Mark's hand that uh, as you see him sitting on the floor drinking out of the bottle, his hand is all bloodied. Um, so it it's very clearly showing like he punched the shit out of the mirror. Oh, see, I was busy trying to look in the bed to see if he had somebody in there. <laughs> I was like, why this man naked? Uh, he's, he's a bit busy arguing with himself in mirrors, uh, right now to be hooking up with someone. Mm, well, you know, you can multitask. <laughs> I would find a way is what I'm saying. Anyways. He's married. He, and it was Mark who forgot to sign the quote unquote, forgot to sign the divorce papers before That's he true. mailed them out. So you know what that means. That means he's not going to get divorced. Fine. Mur you can't be a murderer. Ho, I guess you can't do that. Is what we determined. Uh, <laughs> no, but you can be a pimp for your other personalities. <laughs> you gotta be, one of us got to be getting some. Uh, <laughs> it's not really cheating if it's you and not me. <laughs> we figured it out. Loopholes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's all about loopholes. <laughs> Arthur and his murder, Mark and his cheating, you know, whatevs. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Do we have any predictions on what we expect to happen next time? Hmm. Let's see. Well, we're going into uh, we're going to go to Amit's tomb. 
Mm-hmm. How, how are they going to find it? That's going to be interesting. It's going to be a race against getting Yeah, because they don't have it. They don't have a magic thing. They don't have the scarab thing. Uh, so, you know, Arthur's also going to be there. Also, how do they got all this damn traveling money? He had a bag of money. No, I mean, like, uh, the cult people. They murder wealthy people. Oh, cool. Well, wealthy babies. I don't know. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> um, it, it's got to be like Scientology, where they make you give all your money. Oh, they, yeah, you got to pay dues. I forgot about it. You got to yeah, pay like dues. All, you always got to pay dues. Cults make you, make you pay money like the church. Yeah, you got to pay dues. That's right. <laughs> every every cool culty thing, frats, all that stuff. Anyways, I'm going to not talk too much before I get <laughs> cussed out. Uh, <laughs> Um, I'm expecting some like Indiana Jones type energy for the next episode. Oh yeah. I would love that. Like, uh, like places with like traps and, you know, tombs with traps in them and stuff, spikes coming out of walls and floors and stuff like that. You know, Layla's going to show up again and solve some sort of Egyptian puzzle. Yeah. I'm going to need her to redeem herself to me. Cause she, when she showed up while and out with that scare, I, I couldn't with her anymore. Right, well... All you had to do was stay away. Again, in her defense, she thinks she's dealing with one person, but she's still dealing with a different one. Like, that play would have worked if it were Mark. It would have worked if it was Mark, and she still stayed away, too. Well, that is that is fair. That is fair. But Mark, <laughs> Mark wouldn't have turned the phone on, so she wouldn't have been able to track him, so she never would have been there. So it's all Stephen's fault anyway. And they'd all be dead if it weren't for Conchu, so go fuck yourselves. Damn it, we're anti-Conchu over here, but I'm not. I think he's funny. I, I, I love him. Like, not love him, like, he's an asshole. But yeah, I love, he's but a I love straight up asshole. I love yeah, yeah, yeah. I get where he's Crush going. His windpipe. <laughs> <laughs> Kill him now. <laughs> slow, slow your roll, buddy. Oh, right. Uh, is it quote time? All right, quote time. What do um, you got? I got, I'm going to die in an evil magician's man cave. <laughs> um, oh, let's see. I had so many. I oh. will say one thing I was saying to myself this entire episode uh, that I know you'll appreciate is every time Mark is like, oh, come on, let me in, let me in, like, let me take over. And Stephen's like, no. I'm like, you're not calling Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I kept saying, I'm Mark. <laughs> The equipment won't work? Okay, all right, I'll go. <laughs> um, so, uh, trusting the judgment of a weird crocodile lady. Yeah, right? Weird crocodile lady. I need to know what your gossip is. <laughs> right? I, I just love that. But anyway, so, wonderful, uh, fun episode, fun episode. Again, I like that there wasn't too much that seemed unnecessary. Although, I think when I go... When we get to the end of the series, I'll be able to look back at this episode and be like, okay, well, you could have cut that out or cut this mm-hmm. out or cut that out. Because, like, looking back on episode one, I'm like, well, some of that stuff was nice, but you could have cut some of it, you know, and given us a little bit more or given us something different. But I don't know. We'll see then. It depends on where they go with it. We shall see. Um, um, what are you rating it? Um, give it uh, a seven out of ten judgy scales. Okay, I am giving this one a seven and a half. Oh, you always got to do motherfucker. Okay. What? What? You you have a problem with a half a half a scale? Nope, it's fine. It's fine. It's saved. It's in the books. There it is in the in the digital books. 
Where where are these digital books that you save this? I've never I never hear about it again. Like you save it in the digital books and then it's gone. Yeah, well, because ideally I was gonna uh, at the end of every season I should be like doing averages of what we gave it, but like then that seems like work. Yeah, and so I never do. I feel like if you if you've got it like just in a Google uh, Docs spreadsheet, it can just do that for you. Yeah, that's for like people who are like better organized. Anyways, <laughs> uh, that's where we are right now. Join us next time. Bless your heart. Uh, same moon, moon, uh, moon channel. Same, same moon, moon time. time. Same moon yeah. channel. <laughs> uh, that's DC. Careful. Don't. don't I know. Don't, don't cross the streams. Well, they always say that you know they uh, that Moon Knight's supposed to be like Marvel's version of Batman, which I disagree with, but that's what people oh, say. Interesting. Yeah. You know, um, I was talking with Brad Meltzer, um, author, comic book writer. Um, and he was, we were talking about the first episode of Moon Knight and he said how it actually helped him. Um, it made him care about Steven, uh, where he never did when he was reading the comics. He never cared. I about agree. At all, yeah. Cause I Steven's not a primary one. Okay. It's usually always from Mark's perspective. Interesting. Yeah. So, but, um, that makes me think of him because he always wants to write, uh, Justice League versus the Avengers, but they never let him. Damn. Let that man write. They he he says that that's what he um he asks for on his birthday every year he calls up Marvel he calls up DC and they say nope and he's like cool talk to you next year <laughs> <laughs> see you see you this time around <laughs> oh I love him it's the best anyway leave us uh let us know your thoughts on the episode on the series your favorite quotes on uh, Stephen Mark Layla is she an idiot probably. Uh, at Tesseract TV on social media, or you can email us Tesseract TV podcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you're a murdery cheater or a cheating murderer, whichever one makes the most sense. Anyway, okay, bye. <laughs> bye.